Today on the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast, we have what if feedback. All that and more is that we have no control over. <laughs> Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast. My name is Matthew Carroll. And I'm Jeff Randall. <laughs> Why are you laughing, Jeff? What's your problem? <laughs> oh, I mean, I think it was like the several minutes of uh, you chewing on a caramel. Listen, I needed a caramel. I needed it for energy. And the Jeff was just annoyed that I wasn't ready to go when he yep. was so insistent. Uh, but we're here now. And, uh, just, I'm excited to talk more about what if it's been a couple, it's been a couple weeks, week and a half since it dropped to the final episode. And we are just now getting to do this, uh, what if roundup here. Um, like a final feedback. It's the final feedback. It's but the there's going to continue final, to be feedback. Final feedback part one, uh, yeah. is what this is. It may, there's always, there's always feedback about the feedback mm-hmm. that comes in a later episode. And yeah, we usually kind of sure. round that up. Also, yeah. it's, uh, I don't know if we're going to get through all 10 pages today. So we still have like two weeks until Eternals comes out. So yeah. we're good. Yeah. We got lots of time, lots of time. We're going to do a couple commissioned episodes, uh, hopefully next week. Cause I think we'll be low on feedback next week. So it'll be a good week to get a commissioned episode or two out. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. So before we get into feedback, we do have to say one thing up at the top. We have about- a winner. Yes, we, we mentioned it on yesterday's episode, but just in case they missed that episode, our winner for the review drive that we put on was Purple Llama 65? 63. Oh, 63. Sorry, wrong Purple Llama. Sorry for the... Uh, Get the right Purple Llama. Yeah, I don't want I don't want the other Purple Llama to think that they won, and that, that's it, because that would be sad. Uh, they <laughs> have to take it away. So, yeah. Purple Llama 63... I love your, I love your screen name. Write us in at mcucast at gmail.com and we will, uh, we will, uh, get you your prize. We'll verify you and get your prize. Uh, okay. Let's get into the what if feedback. All right. Canada Panda, one of our patrons is episode eight feedback. OMG, OMG, OMG. Hmm. I'm so happy with the implications that this whole series has brought up. If I'm understanding it correctly, we could have a replacement for Black Widow as well as a new Steve Rogers who is in Captain America. Not to say they'll take everything from this series and apply it to live-action movies, but this whole series has opened up so many doors to choose from. They've literally made limitless options and possibilities. I'm so incredibly excited. Also, at the very end with Doctor Strange, I think they're going to have him specifically in the Multiverse of Madness. It has to be. Mind blown. Ooh. Interesting. We've had a lot of people speculating about him being in uh, Spider-Man No Way Home, but I haven't heard much about him being in Multiverse Madness. What do you think? Well, I uh, I think it's perfect. I think that having Strange Supreme out there in the multiverse is like a fantastic opportunity for uh, like uh, the the Prime, I guess. I don't know, Strange Prime, whatever you want to call him. Uh, the, the Doctor Strange that we know to discover someone like find someone, a version of himself that is much more powerful, but at what cost, you know? Yeah. And like, see that version of himself. That's like 
occasionally like having to to struggle to maintain the human form. I think it's a really interesting idea that they might cross over this stuff with the live action. I don't know if I see them doing it right away, and I don't know if I see them doing it with these characters. The show opens up the possibility of bringing in doesn't have to be this version of Black Widow, but yeah, you could get a Black Widow back. It doesn't have to be this version of Cap, but yeah, you could absolutely get a Cap back, you know? Man, I was so excited when he said, you're, you know, this is a universe that lost their widow. I was mm-hmm. like, well, <laughs> wait, no. That's our this universe. One. That's our universe. That's our universe. Mm. Ah, why did there have to be two? <laughs> So funny. I didn't think of that at all. And I had so many people writing about that was such a misdirect. And I was like, Oh, I guess it was, but I didn't, it didn't, <laughs> didn't misdirect me. I was thinking of the one that lost their widow. That's funny. That's funny. Speaking of other things that I, that we need to see in live action, I need Haley Atwell to go ahead and start working out like right now. <laughs> like she needs to start lifting and. Uh, give Listen, me live action Captain Carter. You've already got your uh, Wonder Woman to watch. <laughs> Sorry, I forgot. We're not supposed to talk about her. We're not supposed to talk about her. <laughs> I haven't seen the films. Like I still have not gone to oh, to true. watch those movies. Yeah, you just you need to just go. You need to go see those. Well, like we were gonna do a thing, and then yeah, it no. didn't happen. And I I don't know. Like it's like I still hold out hope for that thing, but like. The moments passed. Well, at this point, if we do that thing, we can just do it with any other movie. That's fair. And That's that, fair. that one's quite old at this point. Yeah. Yeah, you should definitely watch Wonder Woman. The first one's really, really good. Anyway. Oh, speaking of DC, oh. I know that's not why we're here. Um, <laughs> quite, quite literally not why we're here. But uh, what did you <laughs> think about that the, the Batman trailer this week? I saw you posting about it. I didn't post about it. Okay, I commented on other people posting you about it. You posted a comment about it. You posted about it. Right. I yeah. commented on someone else's post about it. <laughs> Vastly different. I don't I don't offer the information up, but I will comment on someone else bringing it up. To say, my name is Jeff Randall. I say this under no mental or physical duress of my own volition being of sound mind. <laughs> That trailer was really freaking great. Mm-hmm. Like, it really is. Really great. Yep. I'm hopeful for this, the Batman. I think it's going to be really good. I still think Pattinson's a bit uh, shrimpy as far as, like, build. Hmm. But I, then again, I'm used to, like, you know, I'm used to Arkham series, Batman being a little beefier. I'm used to, you know, yeah. Batfleck was pretty beefy. Hmm. I think he fits more along the lines of the, uh, you know, the Keaton Batman. My vision of Batman has always been he's a ninja, right? Like, he's supposed to be sort yeah. of like, sort of, uh, not shrimpy, but sort of wiry. Live. <laughs> but anyway, I just think that that trailer looks good. I'm really excited to cover that on Bingers or something. Yeah. going to be fun. Yeah. Well, I hope you have fun doing it, because I have a brand to maintain. <laughs> <laughs> A DC hating brand to maintain. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, Let's see. Next up, Paul Dudgeon, one of our patrons, said, Hello, Ashley and Co. She's not here, Paul, is she? Sorry. (laughs) Hope you're all doing well. That what if finale, though? Okay, not gonna lie, I was kind of happy to be fully wrong with my big stretch. I think I prefer what if being a standalone right now and exploring the multiverse. I still think it's a test kitchen for future ideas, and it's 
but it's definitely going to be a while before it all comes to fruition. Crossing universes together, I'm I'm supposing is what's happening in Spider-Man, but I wonder where else it's happened. Okay, Paul's got a spoiler in here, so uh, jump ahead, I guess, a few minutes to not be spoiled on Venom. Venom 2, yeah. 2, sorry. Uh, currently Venom is in the MCU, and he seems to not know why or how it happened, which has me thinking, who else has this affected? Because it surely isn't just him. Do you have any ideas or any characters you hope have crossed over? Not even just movie characters, but even characters from the comics that may ha- that may have existed in another universe that have been brought over. Thanks again for all the content, and congrats on the award. It is very well-deserved. Love you, 3000. Thanks, Paul. Thank you, Paul. I mean, I think we know some of the other characters who've been brought over. We have Electro and Doc Ock. And, Hello, Peter. Uh, yeah. And it appears to be good old Green Goblin. Good old Green Goblin. Pumpkin Bomb Chucker himself. That's right. I think all of those are pretty much surefire. I have a feeling that they're entering the verse in the same way that Venom did, even. But I don't know. We're still, the jury's still out on that. Yeah. I, oh, like, you know, we keep, we keep seeing, um, you know, the news reports of like, uh, Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield, they're going to be in there. But I kind of want somebody to be a Miles Morales, you know? Yeah. I kind of would also like a Spider-Gwen. Oh yeah, I, for sure. Man. I, I would love to see a live action Spider-Verse. <laughs> you know, it'd be, it'd be great is if we could get, uh, if we could get Nicolas Cage, the, like painted black and white. Yes. To, <laughs> to he's, yes. He's that version. I've been saying I would totally take a, you know, um, like a, like a Roger, who frame Roger Rabbit style animation mixing with live action type movie. And like, yeah, why not a black and white, uh, Pleasantville style Nicolas Cage as like noir <laughs> Spider-Man. Yeah. Please <laughs> give me that. That would be so good. <laughs> I would love that. Oh my God. I would love that so much. It'd be really silly. <laughs> Jonathan Kim, another patron says, what if finale feedback? Hey pandas. I'm glad that they were able to bring all the episodes together in the end and it all tied together. Even bringing in the deleted episode with Tony Stark and Gamora. No Iron Man needed for Guardians of the Multiverse. Not you, Tony. (laughs) Looking forward to season two, but personally, I don't think that we'll see any connection to, uh, from what if to the live action MCU. Uh, Doctor Strange here probably doesn't have anything to do with the one in No Way Home. I'm thinking the connection will be small and subtle, just like showing a Watu in the, in the area or a glimpse of what if while in one of Doctor Strange's sorcery scenes. What do you guys think? Love you 3000. Jonathan. I think Jonathan's probably spot on. I don't think they're going to bring any of those individual characters from those episodes. They all got really well wrapped up um, and sort of tied back into their own stories. But I do think the idea of like a Watu showing up is totally possible. And maybe even being a big player. I think that that's the premise that they were building to. Could be. Could be. Uh, he mentions here how a watch you didn't take Tony. And have you, my favorite meme that I've seen going around about that is like, Tony's like, she's like, we, I need you to join the multiverse, uh, you know, guardians of the multiverse. And Tony's like, why not me? He's like, cause you'll just die again. (laughs) (laughs) 
That was that was very good because everyone's complaining online about how Tony just keeps dying. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> super silly. <laughs> I mean, he's uh, I don't know. It's like every version of Tony that uh, every version of Tony that isn't the normal one dies pretty quickly. Yeah. Well, he's such a narcissist. He'll take all the space up in the room if you let him. So to yeah. tell other stories, you have to get rid of him. It's kind of like what we were talking about on yesterday's episode about how like the Russo's focused on them. It's like, yeah, cause Tony won't let you focus on anyone else. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's fair. We should have, we should have seen that. Like, ah, it's the character. He's dragging yeah. your eyes toward him. Yeah. 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 See? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, let's see, Victor Hagberg on Gmail. Oh, from Sweden. I'm not going to do the Swedish accent. <laughs> Why not? It's offensive. What? Why is the Swedish one offensive, but the others aren't? Because it's a caricature. Oh, okay. Because you yours is a caricature, and you're not going. Yes. I respect that. I respect that. Knowing your boundaries, and now everyone else on the entire. Uh, that you've ever done one about is going to be like, and mine yeah. wasn't a caricature. <laughs> yep. I have just sparked a lot of feedback. You're welcome. You're like, no, I nailed you. Um, yeah. <laughs> like in a completely nondescript <laughs> accent that no one knows. You're just like, I got you perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> I got that Scottish one perfectly. <laughs> you don't even know anything about that. Do you? <laughs> anyway, Victor, <laughs> says, hi, Ashley, Matt, and Jeff. My name is Victor. I'm a Swedish guy who's been listening to you since the gap between the end of WandaVision and Fatwas. So I'm really sorry if my English in this text is bad, because English is my second language. Anyway, I've been listening to all of your episodes since then, and you make my day. You guys are great. But to my little thought about What If, for some reason, I really liked Party Thor in What If... And the part in episode nine when he yells, Viva Las Vegas! I just <laughs> lost it. It was so funny. <laughs> I really hope that Party Thor is going to show up in the real, quote-unquote, MCU, like in Thor Love and Thunder, like a variant. Yeah. Because I, I guess that's also going to be a multiverse movie. Like, Jane Foster is going to be one type of Thor, so why not bring Party Thor into the mix? And think what Taika Waititi could do with a character like him. Love to hear what you think about that. Uh, sending 3,000 of Swedish love to all of you, <laughs> Victor. Ooh, I like it. I like it. Twist and talk, Victor. I know that was Norwegian, but close enough. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it is. No! Um, what? What do you mean? I'm just teasing. I don't know. Not close enough? They're yeah. like right next to each other. <laughs> well, Victor, uh, I think this is a really fun idea. And and that's a good point. Like, oh my gosh. Did you, you didn't talk about this news. Maybe it was fake. Maybe, I, I don't know. I don't know. You, you. It's all fake if I didn't talk about it. Probably looked in good sources. Did you see the news going around that like uh, Bill Murray was cast in Quantum Mania? No, I, I saw I saw that news, and it could have been a bad source. Bill Murray's in in everything, right? Already, somebody brought it up on the on the chat. Like in one of our first episodes ever, we joked about Bill Murray playing all the roles in the MCU and how he should play everything. Um, 
And, uh, so we were, we were all joking about it. And, uh, somebody said he was in quantum mania or some, some news source says he was going to be in quantum mania. And, uh, I was like, oh my gosh, if they go into the multiverse and they, they like step into a multiverse for a second where he's every character, I will flip out. (laughs) (laughs) Cut the check. (laughs) Cut the check, Marvel. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's, like, it, there's, it's a story going around the internet, but it, it looks like it's completely a, uh, you know, it's, it's a leak slash rumor. It says it's a leak, but it's a rumor, you know. Yeah, and we don't trust rumors around here. Mm. No, but we talk about them. Nah. No trust, but talking. We don't, we don't trust or talk about rumors around here. <laughs> That's not what heroes do. But Lizzo told me all the rumors are true. Oh, well, I mean, if that's what Lizzo said. Yeah. Oh, it is. But anyway, th- my, my point being, I, I like the idea of uh, the Victor brings up of Party Thor coming in. Because if they let's say they had a scene where they had sort of a Thor core or something like that. We're like, oh, look, it's all yes. the Thors. All the Thors from the multiverse are coming together or something like that. And then Party Thor is just one of them. Totally would yep. fit. It'd be very similar to what they did with um, Jarvis in Endgame. You know what I mean? Like, just having a character that we know who that Thor is, you know? Yep. Yep. Oh, man. That, you know, like, I didn't think about it until uh, until Victor said something like, why are all of the films after Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness getting pushed back? Like, why are they feeling the domino effect other than importance they're important after that story so what if dr strange the multiverse of madness doesn't tie up the multiverse like it doesn't put a bow on it and it just explodes more what if gore the god butcher oh what if gore the god butcher is a variant thor oh interesting and he's like a mass uh Deity murderer. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if I, uh, I, I like the Gore of the God Butcher backstory that I've at least heard from, you know, reading about it. I haven't read the comics, but, um, I, I love the idea of bringing, continue, I don't think the multiverse is closing after Multiverse of Madness. If nothing else, we got a Loki season two coming. You know what I mean? Yeah. And we've got Quantum Mania coming, which is like Kang. So like, that's not until 2023. So like, we're absolutely the, the multiverse is going to continue to exist, but that's a good point. Like, will do you <laughs> let's place a bet on it? Like, do we think Doctor Strange will win or lose in Multiverse of Madness? Will the madness maybe like the madness is contained, even if the multiverse is not? You know what I mean? Like, whatever he's fighting is, or will he lose and it just like spirals the multiverse into even more catastrophe and craziness. I don't think it's going to be either one of those things. Okay. Marvel is really good about picking door number three. <laughs> hmm. You know, like we, we often give these options and then right. Marvel's just like, Oh, but you forgot about what if this, they sometimes do that, but they also often just like the hero just wins. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's more common than not is like, that's how a Marvel movie ends. The hero wins, the villains vanquished. So, but mm-hmm. I don't think that's necessarily how multiverse of madness is going to end. Well, I mean, uh, they've, they've been doing a lot of like 
you know, the hero wins, but that's in quotes. Cause like, sure. you know, the, the hero and the world and everything is like drastically changed. Um, by the actions of whatever evil yeah, force by the actions like, of what they yeah. had to sacrifice or whatever. Yeah. So it kind of feels like it's not a win. Like, sure. what, I mean, at the end of Ragnarok, you know, Thor basically had to sacrifice his entire world. That didn't yeah. feel like a win. No, yeah. Ragnarok particularly doesn't feel like a win. Although it's, it's nice because it's like the whole point of Thor Ragnarok is to stop Ragnarok. And then it's like, or oh, not. You can't. <laughs> like, or, or, <laughs> or just, or just do it harder. Use Ragnarok to actually accomplish what needs to be accomplished, which is stopping Hela, you know? <laughs> Big monster! Mm-hmm. No, yeah. no, Thor, no. No! There was Hulk. No, Hulk. That's what I meant. Yeah, oh. Sorry. I I feel like we need to watch that again. That was fun. That was a fun film. We really should, um, I really wanted to a really long time, for a really long time, do a movie night, just like a Stranded Panda movie night, and just have, like, host it on, uh, whatever on Zoom. We can go watch a movie using Scener and just, like, chat about it or whatever. Oh yeah, just do the uh, the live commentary. Yeah, but just like with everybody and just kind of having a good time. Yeah, yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah, I think that'd be we fun. totally do that. So we'll think about that and then probably never follow through. See, that's not my problem. I always follow through with everything, and I've got too many plates spinning. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. <laughs> it's like I, I pick a thing and I do follow through with it, and then I end up with like seven hundred responsibilities. <laughs> that's your problem. Yeah, I felt very called out by a TikTok today that was like, were you the kid in, in, in high school that like excelled really well at things and now you're an adult with ADHD and like you realize the only reason you excelled at things is because you just like made yourself so busy so that you couldn't, so you felt the pressure of getting everything urgently done. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I, it's not when I was a teenager, just now I'm still doing that. Like, I yeah. won't, if I don't yep. give myself too many responsibilities, I don't get anything done. So I just pile on the responsibilities. So I just like, yep. my whole life is swimming out from under responsibilities, which means all these podcasts get made and all these mu- music gets made and stuff. <laughs> if, if I'm not feeling the pressure of like all of the deadlines approaching all the time, yep. I don't get anything done. Yep. Same. The, like the thing that I've learned from doing this podcast though, is that like, instead of having deadlines, which we do, we do have deadlines. We do have things we need to get out in time and stuff, but also just like setting aside, like this is just going to, just going to do this once a week. You know what I mean? It's not that it's just a deadline. It's just like kind of this constant rolling content. And it's been like the most successful thing I've ever put out. You know, that's kind of a cool yeah. lesson. It's less about, it's, it's a little more Zen. Yeah. It's about consistency, not delivering the yeah. highest quality. <laughs> <laughs> that, that feels bad. That's not exactly what I meant, but that too. <laughs> that is a different lesson, a worse lesson that I've learned. <laughs> <laughs> you got to ship something, even if it's a mediocre podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, the, you, you joke, but like that is really like a thing that you have to learn as an artist and something that I've had to learn in music. Uh, it's not so much a thing I think about with podcasting. Well, I mean, it is kind of like... The perfect is the enemy of the good and like real artists ship like real artists. You have to ship or you're just not an artist. You just like, if you keep working on the same thing forever, you're never actually creating, you're never finishing anything. Yeah. So the thing about podcasting is, and the reason it, we were able to do this for seven years is because I'm less precious about it. So it's not that I don't care. It's that like, 
oh, I don't mind if there's an um, you know what I mean? Because I could go through here and fix every um, but I don't do that. So, like, our podcast oh, yeah. gets done every week. You know what I mean? Like, if I was a perfectionist, That's... this podcast would be probably better. Like, that this you just said in the middle of my sentence, I would go cut that out. But I know that this isn't going to be too bad, so I didn't put a marker down. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Well, no, th- that was a that's, and I oh, was okay. saying that's I'm sorry. why. I will cut out of that's. Always cut out of that's. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> no, but yeah. No, that's exactly right. Yeah. Like. That's it. Four M was too. If something is too labor intensive, and it's rolling content, it's just hard to continue doing it. So you have to yeah. you have to find that medium line where it's like not too so much work you can't ever get them done, but it's not bad at the same time. So it's like this weird balance. <laughs> and music, man, music—that's the thing that like music is never fucking done, never ever done. <laughs> Because you're always listening to it and going like, ooh, I could add a strings, or I could add this, or I could do this. No, Matt, you've added literally every instrument. Yeah. You can't do more with it. Well, like, Beatle, think about, you know, the Beatles and the Beach Boys had their sort of rivalry where they were going back and forth with their albums. And by the end, they're just doing absurd things, like having, there's that, uh, I think it's in a, oh, there's some parody of it where there's just like goats and stuff in the studio. I don't know. Anyway, um, <laughs> but like by the end, they were just doing these insane albums with like, where it's not even really half of it's not music. You know what I mean? And because they're just doing absurd things because they're trying to be crazier and more and more interesting and follow every idea to its conclusion. And like, there's something to be said for like, this has just got to get done. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's got to ship something. I, I love, I love talking about this kind of stuff, but I know that's not why we're here right now. Let's move on. No, we're here. <laughs> Den Carpenter is why we're here. That's right. Den Carpenter is a patron, and he is both why we're here and how we're here. So thank you, Denton. Yeah. So the last episode was because of COVID and not being able to get it done in time for reasons unknown to me, but will be seen in season two. P.S. It is a more light and fun episode. Okay, so we start with the lost episode. Uh, was because of COVID, and it was a lighthearted episode. It will be in season two. Interesting. That's not what we had heard in some sort of news story. We heard that it was because it was too close to something that Guardians wanted to do, I believe. Was it Guardians, or was it... Um, or was it Raimi? Oh, I can't remember, to be honest. Or, and even if it's, we're not even sure if it was true. It's like a rumor. Yeah. The episode being pushed to season two was because of COVID. I remember that. I don't remember there being anything that was like, they dropped an episode because of things that are too close. Um, oh, well, you know, that might be two different situations. I do remember yeah. that being a thing, but I don't know if it was, um, the same thing. It could have been because that could have been like a completely unrelated, you know, yeah. Like, like maybe they, maybe they had, a, from what I heard, there was a script that was written that they had to change because Marvel heard the script and was like, oh, we can't do that one. And I, I was equating that with the episode that they had to drop, but, uh, that may not be the case. So, hmm. Hmm. okay. Well, we've got a video, uh, oh, back here. So, uh, I guess, uh, I guess I'll, I'll, uh, play it here on the video. Here we go. Hello, Matt, Jeff, and the gorgeous Ashley. I'm speaking from the UK, and I just had uh, just two two questions, really. Um, one, what is your favourite fan cast? Like, what is the fan casting that you would most like to see? 
Uh, and secondly, um, what is the character that you would most like to see introduced into the MCU? My personal fan cast would be John Krasinski as Mr. Fantastic, as I I loved him in The Office, and I think he's, he would be so good as Mr. Fantastic. So, yeah, much love from the UK. I listen to you guys every week while I work delivering this lot. So, yeah, in a bit. Thanks, bud. Uh, okay, favorite fan casting. Well, I mean, John Krasinski, like... I feel I feel robbed of not being able to say John John Krasinski yeah, as totally Mr. Fantastic because that's a phenomenal one. Mm-hmm. But also Emily Blunt, you know Emily Blunt as uh, Sue Storm, like going yeah. right along with that. Yeah, those like, those two are great great casting ideas. I feel like they would work really well together. Um, <laughs> they probably would. Seems like they get along. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if they're seeing anybody. Maybe they could. Maybe we could get them together. Those two crazy kids. I think they'd like it. Oh yeah. Um, okay. Let's see. What a great I don't know, match. man. I don't. I'm, mm. I'm really bad at the whole fan casting thing, and I want to think of something really great. But I'm, I'm. 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 I'm coming up blank here. What about Willem Dafoe <laughs> as Green Goblin? It's a really good idea. It's a really good idea. I don't know where you came up with that. Um, you know what I, Top I, of my head. I've been seeing going around is, uh, and this is total rumor. It's, I, I, I don't think they'd ever do this, but, um, John Bernthal as the pun, as not the Punisher. <laughs> John Bernthal, uh, coming back, but not as the Punisher, as Wolverine. Mm. I could see it. I could see it. I don't know. Just a fan casting thing, but I like it. He just has that gruff demeanor that I, I just, you know. You need, he, you need, he does. Wolverine's a hard character to cast right because you need, he needs to be really gruff, uh, but also likable. It, like, like have like an inner light that like is hard to do. You know what I mean? Yeah. Much like the, the way that John Bernthal pulled off Frank Castle with that whole like, we know he's a good guy, you know, deep in there, probably. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, no, that that's why I think he, I think it would work really well. I think the problem with Wolverine is that Hugh Jackman has such a stranglehold on that name not by his own doing. I mean, obviously it is by his own doing, but like, you know, cuz he made the the franchise, but like he still is so ingrained in our idea of Wolverine because of those films that he had done. But like Wolverine's not pretty. Oh no. You know? Like Hugh no. Jackman's pretty. Wolverine's not pretty. Well, I don't, that's the thing. I don't think neither is John Bernthal. He can be, but as Frank Castle, he's pretty like, like he's just like, yeah. He, he's real gritty. He's real gritty, and like I, I think John Bernthal can pull off that you know that that sort of dirty nature, that like lack of care for his own like appearance and stuff. You know who I'm gonna throw out that uh, I remember hearing a fan casting for. <laughs> fan casting for is a very funny. Uh, Reverse of letters of fantastic for, um, fan casting for. <laughs> I get um, it. <laughs> is, uh, Keanu Reeves as Silver Surfer. Silver Surfer. <laughs> yeah. 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 I remember that one from a while back. I think someone either wrote it in here or I've seen it around the internet. And, uh, I like, I like that a lot because I think he is particularly good at that just like blank faced, 
neutral mask. Thing. Yeah, he's the everyman. Yeah, and I think his uh, he works well as the everyman, but also like he works well as like he kind of played that character actually. Now that I think about it, he did uh, the day the earth stood yeah. still. We talked about this on the cast years ago. We did. did we? We, we had this exact same conversation years ago because we were talking about him being Silver Surfer and they were like, wait, he did that on the day the earth stood still. He played like the herald of the, the beings that were coming to destroy the earth. Yeah. <laughs> can you, can you just go grab that conversation and like inject yeah. it here? Yeah, sure. I'm, I'll look through these 700 episodes and find it. Cool. Thank you. Yeah, you God, got it. You got it, man. So much work that we don't have to do now. <laughs> 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 but uh, that's funny. Um, looping around on ourselves. That's what happens when you don't put out content, Marvel. We loop around on conversations we've had before. <laughs> we need we need new content. So, okay, my final my final two that okay. I'm putting out there is like this is these are my favorites. These are my favorite fan castings. They have to be a pair because they have to be. I want to see Whoopi Goldberg as Xavier. <laughs> against Denzel Washington as Magneto. Of course. Why? I, I care less about the Whoopi Goldberg thing. I think that's a funny one, but like, I love the idea of Denzel as Magneto. I don't know why I didn't go there first. That's, that's my favorite fan casting for sure. I, I just, I think that Whoopi Goldberg as seen in all of Star Trek The Next Generation mm-hmm. would be like, Chef's kiss for Xavier. Mm-hmm. French kiss for Xavier. Nope. I am not going down that route anymore. We're done with that. It's dead. <laughs> it's never dead. Uh, I, uh, I've, ever since uh, BBK said French kiss instead of Chef's kiss on that one episode, uh, I, every time I hear Chef's kiss, I think that, and I think it's uh, Arby's commercials are now saying Chef's kiss all the time. They go, chef, oh, chef, the guy who, the guy who has the, we are the meats voice. He comes on and goes, chef's kiss. I think it's Cedric the Entertainer. Uh, not the guy I'm thinking of, I don't believe. Okay. Maybe, but I don't think so. Anyway, okay. so that's, that's anyway. what I, that's where I would, uh, those are some good ones. Those are some really good ones. I'm glad you remembered the Denzel one because that did not come to mind. Yeah. I mean, that's, the best casting that we've ever come up with on, on our own. No help from anybody else by ourselves. <laughs> certainly. Did, certainly not having any inspiration from anywhere. <clears throat> Are you talking about the, the video? The, uh, Cause that's not how we came up with it. I don't remember how, how we came up with it. No, like we, I'm just saying, but like we very likely just got inspired by somebody or. Right. You know, somebody mentioned something and we were like, ah, yes, go down that rabbit hole. Yeah, I'm sure we went down a rabbit hole. But, uh, who, whoever it was, I honestly don't remember if it was a listener or us, but, uh, yeah, that's such a good idea. Oh, I want it so bad. He just would be perfect. He yeah. just would be absolutely perfect. All right. Next up, James Anderson sent us an email. Hey there, I just wanted to write in because I hear a lot of feedback both on your podcast and outside of it, where people seem to suggest a lot of different theories when it comes to how the multiverse is connected and whether the comic 616 universe is out there and why isn't the TVA interfering in what if? So I always thought it was made pretty clear in Loki, but figured I would let you know how I understand it. I think it's a case of people thinking too hard sometimes, which is completely fair given the subject matter. In Loki, Kang says that after he ended the multiversal war, he isolated our timeline. 
He does not state that he purged and destroyed all other timelines and universes. He specifically says that he isolates ours from the rest of them. And you can physically see our timeline as one big ring surrounding his space castle. Isolated on its own. He and his TVA watch it and keep it in check. This means that the multiverse still exists and always has existed. The 616 universe is out there and always has been. The Watcher is out there and always has been. When Kang is killed, it's our isolated timeline specifically that starts to branch off. It's our timeline that starts to create new universes where Peggy is Cap, where Ultron wins, where the Avengers die. The only question that's left is, even though our isolated timeline is branching off, are we now an isolated multiverse? Because it's only our timeline, as seen through Kang's window, that is branching. Or are we once again connected to the bigger picture? Now, because our isolated timeline has started to branch off, what if allows us to see those branches through the eyes of the Watcher? And these branches only exist because the TVA, as we know it, is no longer doing their job. So, of course, no one is showing up. Here is probably the hardest part to explain, though. Let's say the ending of Loki takes place in 2021. In 2021, Loki and Sylvie watch all the branches appear all at once through the window. So yes, it's easy to say, well, where's the TVA? While watching What If, but you have to remember, but what you have to remember is, like, while we, the audience, may be watching What If's events take place in normal time, all these branching realities all came into existence at the same time, or at the exact same moment in 2021, as if they had always happened and have always been there. The TVA, even if they were still up and running, would have a hell of a job on their hands let me know what you think. I don't know if that helped or further confused anyone. James. I Interesting, James. I had not heard the theory or remember it from his speech that he isolated the timeline. Um, <clears throat> I have to go back and listen to that. That's, that's an interesting point. If that's the case, and maybe the multiverse has continued to exist all this time, um, that's cool. The one, the one point I would uh, push back on is the idea that the castle space castle what did, what did they call it the fortress it was the, the citadel end. at the end of That's time it. citadel at the end of time uh, i believe he's watching the timeline i don't believe that happens on the to- on the timeline at all so the idea that it's in 2021 right. is sort of meaningless right like none of that happens within the timeline the tva exists outside of that yeah. so like it happens in like all at the same time relative to the TVA and the Citadel, but like it's the timeline. <laughs> so yeah. like, so the time, yeah. yes, I agree with you. The timelines are all branching at the same time in, in relation to the Citadel, but the Citadel exists outside of time. So it's not, it would, it would never be called 2021 there. And they, they right. say it's like after the Citadel is technically after whatever event caused, they talk about that like event that causes that, um, it's been too long since I watched Loki, uh, that, um, the trash, the place where they're sending all the trash. What are they calling that? I mean, that was just at the end of time where all right. the, like, where time is still being written. Right. That's the thing. So time is still being written. And I'm guessing that's just where he lives out there. Yeah. Well, he, he lives past the threshold or whatever 
that Eliath was guarding. Yeah, that's I, they had a, some sort of name or something for like that threshold that he was guarding. I'm trying to remember what that was, but I'm yeah, I don't remember coming up with it. But uh, you just you can't see. Here's the the problem here, James, is that you're trying to apply a modern understanding of time to a show that just clearly doesn't care about your understanding of time. <laughs> like the, you can't think too much on it with this yeah. particular uh, facet. He started his email with that, but at the same time, I think just trying to place it in time is the mistake. Like it's just yeah. somehow that's the weird thing though. It's outside of time, but it is somehow in its own version of time, whatever that means, because clearly the TVA has its own logical progression moving forward. Yeah. That's hard to fathom. Yeah. Thank you for thinking about it, but don't think, don't think too hard on it because <laughs> it's going to take you down a road. <laughs> yeah, but I'm super glad he wrote around about the isolated part because I did not remember him saying that. Uh, I have been thinking of it as him taming all of the timelines into one, but if he's just isolating one that he and getting away from all the other Kangs, that's a different idea completely. Well, maybe that's what the red line is. Is like as you approach the red line, you're getting into you know the airspace, quote unquote, of uh, of other timelines, of other mm. universes, or whatever. It's Other possible. parts of the multiverse. That is that is possible. Hmm. Well, my friends, I think that's about our time for today. Yeah. Uh, we've got a bunch more what if feedback to cover next week, and we'll be uh, we'll be back with that. Um, Purple llama hiss up to get your prize for the review drive, and uh, we'll be just you know chilling here in the uh, in the <laughs> old MCU cast cave. Uh, just waiting to join you guys again next week. Can't wait to talk to you again. Um, we're going to do some, we're definitely doing commissioned episodes next week. Hundred percent. It's happening. We? We're doing it. We might even do one this week. No, probably not because this week I didn't want to talk about it at the top because I, I feel like I always spend 10 minutes. We, we, we always spend 10 minutes talking about like what's going on in our lives. And I wanted to get into the content, but man, this week I just had some craziness happen and I just had to like, wrangle multiple bands to play at these weddings and it was just like oh, I spent the last 48 hours on the phone trying to like get a band together for this other wedding that fell through and I'm having to like put this together and that together and it's just mm, it's, it's been a lot and I, and on top of that I did this last Saturday I did two weddings and it was so much so two weddings two weeks in a row and then I get a week off and then the next week I have another two weddings <laughs> so like that's crazy it's, it's great because money's back and that's nice, but, um, it's not good for, uh, for my mental health and my back <laughs> and my knees. Oh, my knees hurt so bad this weekend. So I've got, uh, let's see, I've got two weeks until the end of my first term with WGU. Which is the, That's the right. bachelor's yeah, yeah. program in data management data and analytics that I've been going through. Term, right? I am down to my final class that I'm working on the project for. Wow. And then I've got my capstone project. And if I can finish those before October 31st, I will have done it all. I will, done, I will have done an entire bachelor's degree in six months. Wow. Wow, my friend. 
That's amazing. That's really amazing. Proud yeah. of you. I know you've been working it's, really hard. I know it's been like taking a lot of your time because you've been crazy busy. It's crazy, man. Good job. Thank you. Yeah, that's that's the chaos that I've got going on right now. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm learning, or I'm I'm applying machine learning to data sets, uh, specifically looking at the uh, the Enron corpus, mm. trying to spot fraud. You know, Ooh. in uh, in Enron emails and financial data. Interesting. Yeah, that's it's really a really cool. it's a really interesting data set to work with. But that's really really that's cool. beside the point. Yeah, dude. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll talk more about that stuff. That's super sweet. Um, anyway, guys. Well, thank you guys for joining us again. We'll be back uh, soon. Peace, pandas. Until next time, true believers. Thank you for joining us for the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. Available everywhere you get podcasts, and now a video version streaming live on twitch.tv slash strandedpandatv and available at youtube.com slash strandedpanda. And if you'd like to learn more about all of our other podcasts, geeky projects, and ways to support the network, visit strandedpanda.com. <laughs>